Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today, I sit down with Noah Centineo, star of To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, the second installment of Netflix's three-part To All the Boys franchise. The 23-year-old Florida native opens up about fame, his year of sobriety, and his love of Shia LaBeouf. Plus, wait till you hear his Batman voice. It's all coming up after the break. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's Noah Centineo. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, man. Thanks for asking. How are you? Congratulations on everything, man. Thanks, dude. Has it just been wild? Like, what goes through your head when you... I mean, I just look at the number. One million followers to 13 million followers. Yeah. I, what, what, like... Could you even comprehend that? No, man. It was such a fast jump. Um, you know, I, it just it just to me proved the model that Netflix was putting out. Right. You know, it's like, damn, they have hundreds, like a couple, like 140 or 150 million people mm-hmm. that genuinely will watch the content they put out. Right. Um, because I'm sure it was only like a marginal amount that actually go and follow and like, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I don't know what their numbers were, but um, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the most uh, eye-opening parts of it was like, whoa, Netflix. Yeah. Um, and the second thing was just, wow, I can like sit in a room now with filmmakers and mm-hmm. really like gifted people and learn from them and hopefully collaborate with them <laughs> if, I, if I ever am looked at as anything other than. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, yeah. Don't sell yourself short. No, yeah. Okay, so it is. Let's do the three titles. To all the boys I've loved before. To all the boys I still love you. Mm-hmm. To all the boys always and forever large. <laughs> yeah. So you sign up for the first movie. Yeah. Did they sign you up for the Three? Like, how did that all no, come about? No, no, I guess, they, you know, we only did a deal for the first one, and then the first one came out, and I was aware that there were two other books. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they came to us and said, we want to do two and three, and, and we were like, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> did you expect, when you, were, when you were making the first one, mm-hmm. did you expect it to be the phenomenon that it was? No, no, I, I, I surely didn't. Mm-hmm. My, my, my team, 
was telling me <laughs> it was going to. <laughs> I had just signed with CAA uh-huh. um, because they had gotten a link, I guess, to the film. And, right. Um, they were very excited. They told me that Netflix was going to put a, a big marketing budget behind it as a part of the Summer of Love campaign with mm. Kissing Booth and Sierra. Um, and my, my mentality has always been like, I'm not going to count my chickens before right. they hatch. And even when they hatch, some of them will die. So like, <laughs> I try to, I try to like, like be prepared for right. everything and yep. expect, you know, you know, moderation. Moderation, <laughs> right. No, because if you expect too much, you're just going to be let down. And, yeah. you know. I've always heeded the best rewards, I think, or the results from like that mentality. Right. So. so you make the movie. Yeah. It starts streaming. <laughs> it's just it was it was instant. It's like yeah. insta fame, insta visibility. Mm-hmm. How did your life change? It didn't. Really. Really? If I'm honest, it, yeah, it didn't really change. Um, it, if anything, small things that had changed already because of the Fosters right. only kind of increased marginally. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's 17 million people on a, on a phone. You know, it's like, it's not like I have them following me around in daily life. Like, right. I, I, I can go out in public. I go to Starbucks. I go to coffee places. How dare you? I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, I don't think that it quite has translated to the point of, like, you know, if Michael B. Jordan goes out in public, I think he would cause a riot. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's not quite there yet with me. Right. Um, which I'm thankful for. Well, I was just going to say, are you yeah. thankful for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'll let you know when it changes my life so right. much. But it really, it hasn't It hasn't done anything negative. Do you like the fame? Um, I enjoy the platform to be able to affect people, mm-hmm. to be able to... I think I think I'm I'm a bit of a narcissist, so having like somewhat of a soapbox to be able to like preach from is is, is as exciting. long as you're just not always preaching about yourself, it's okay. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I I I think I welcome it only because, um, when I was like a teenager and a younger kid, like I always you always kind of want idols, mm-hmm. and there's always like that musician that you love or that actor that you love, but, um. It was really hard to get in touch with them and to listen to them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But now with social media, it's really cool that, you know, we can tap in every single day right. to somebody that we look up to. Um, and I think there's a responsibility that comes with that, surely. But more so, like, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I want to inspire myself. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I have a responsibility to myself, regardless of if I'm, famous and people are looking at me or I'm completely unknown and ostracized to to feel good about my actions mm-hmm. and my thoughts um, and the things I say and uh, I feel like pursuing pursuing that as opposed to pursuing like making the right choices in the public eye like can I make choices that I'm super proud of that inspire me right. because if I can do that then like I Anyone could say anything to me, and I'd be like, yeah, but I, I did literally the greatest thing, in my opinion. Right. And if I was wrong, then I can learn from that and move on. You talk about idols. Who were some of your idols when you were growing up? Who did you look to? Um, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah? Yeah, man. Why is that? Um, I think I was obsessed with him, and even Stevens, of course, because <laughs> I, I was like 
eight he was on that show. <laughs> um, but then he like matured and did Disturbia and then the Transformers. And then he did like he was this cool badass in Transformers. But he brought this like young naiveness to the character that was mm. like hilarious and endearing. And then he went and did Eagle Eye, you know, and he was mm-hmm. this action star and it was <laughs> super cool. And even now, like doing Peanut Butter Falcon, like his film. How much did you cry? During Peanut Butter Falcon, I cried for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I laughed my ass off when he punched that kid. <laughs> that was like, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> but then the kid didn't say anything. Like, that was cool. Um, and then, of course, his new, uh, not, not. Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, um, Otis wrote that and Noah and. What oh my did, what God. did you think honey boy i mean i said i said to shy i said honey boy is either the greatest form of therapy mm-hmm. or the greatest form of like just like self-hurt like yeah it's it's an incredible piece of art but just when you when you really sit down and think like you're playing your dad mm-hmm. abused you here's this kid mm-hmm. playing you that's some intense therapy. I mean, I just think it is literally a testament to the work that Shia has put into himself. Right. Um, the self-awareness that he has, the care, the um, and his desire to, to share with others what he's learned. I think that is what is so goddamn cool about his story. Have you met him? Mm-mm. What would you say? I don't know what I would say to that guy, man. I... I, uh, I'd probably just like throw up. <laughs> I'd probably just throw up and be like, "Dude, I just love you. Like, I love, the, I love your story. I relate deeply to the path that you walk." Um, and and you know, looking up to you and seeing how present you are in your life makes me want to be the better version of myself. You that's know? exact. That's I love what you're saying. Being present in your life. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. Yeah. And that's what he like. Just yeah. you know. I, did the Peter Butter Falcon, you know, circuit with him, and then Honey Boy, and that's exactly what it is. He's present. Yeah, he's just open to yeah. life. Like he's literally has been like, I, I feel like he just went. I want to rip my heart. I want my heart to be taken mm. by this world, and he just allows it and tries to facilitate it. Mm. And he's like, he, I'm sure there's fear, but like, the dude is brave because he's got courage despite yeah. that fear. He just does it anyway, and right. that, that's uh, so admirable to me. You've got to meet him. Just don't do it on a full stomach or you throw yeah, up. Yeah, I'll throw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back a little bit more to um, to all the boys. Yeah. One of the things that people love about it, and I think why it's resonated so much, is the diverse cast, yeah. the inclusiveness. Is that important for you when you're looking at projects? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the discussion is not is the discussion will not be. Of, of representation will not be finished until it's normalized and we have nothing more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, again, Shia doing Peanut Butter Falcon and you know bringing in Zach, like, yeah. it's like, um, I don't know, it's just finally the world is taking a turn where yes, it is extremely important to mm-hmm. me that we're giving voice to those and just allowing people of color, of different backgrounds, of different languages, different looks, and, you know, right. all of it, and, yeah. and orientations to just play 
the people that they are, which is humans. Mm-hmm. We're all human. Right. Humans should work if they want to. And if they're gifted and talented and they're able to move people in this medium, then why aren't they having jobs? When, when, I, when I consider it, what comes up is continuing to foster um, different communities mm-hmm. in filmmaking um, and you know, allowing allowing these people to I just I feel like it's on the producerial side mm-hmm. it's on the studio front you know I mean who's who's the head of studios right you know who are the biggest producers yeah. you know it's like who are the biggest writers is like, it a generational thing you think I think so yeah. I think I think nowadays my generation we don't see color the same right. you know we I think we obviously see color as we should because mm-hmm. color is beautiful. Yeah, but we don't we don't we don't really be like ah you know you don't have any talent like what dude like I don't know about you I'm more I'm done hearing from people right. that look like me, mm-hmm. you know and come from places that I come from you know I'm right. I'm from Point Boca Raton Boynton Beach Florida I don't want to I mean those stories You're trust like every me every Jewish grandmother out there you know what I'm saying <laughs> man like but listen those are interesting stories and great stories and 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 you know every story deserves to be told and heard but like I've not heard many stories from like like I watched Malcolm on the plane mm-hmm. like ride back to LA a couple of days ago and like I was bawling my eyes out mm-hmm. and I thought that you know. Spike is a is a G man and he's a legend and, and he has always been so abrasive and he's always been um so fearless in mm. the stories he's told and um I don't know man, I don't know where it's going. I don't know I don't know. I just I just hope that more films like Parasite and like Malcolm and like, you know, Spike's earlier. St- I just, I, I just want more, man. And if I can be a part of that, like if I step down and I never play like a leading role again, but I can support, mm-hmm. I'd be very happy. Where did your openness come from? I'd say, I don't know, man. I'd say probably like my upbringing. Mm-hmm. My parents, you got, you always gotta like give some to the parents, right? Right. Cause right. It, yeah. You know, they made you. <laughs> I give a lot to them, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's the blueprint. Um. Um. I. I I got. I was allowed to drop out of school, and I was allowed to read whatever I wanted to read. Mm. Um, I was. I was really into um, like meditation and yoga as I got older. Mm. Um, I've always. I've always. I, you know what it was, man. I watched radio mm-hmm. when I was really young mm-hmm. with um, uh, Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, Cuba, and there's that he plays someone with a mental disability, and mm-hmm. they lock him in a shed, a mm-hmm. football team, and they start throwing footballs at the outside of the shed, and he's locked in this shed. He's incapable of getting out, and he's terrified. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like four years old watching that movie, and it like ripped a hole in my soul. Right. And I went, I never want to feel like this or make anyone else feel like this wow. ever and i think it really impacted me um moving forward so I, my father was definitely into showing us like heavy films when we were younger schindler's list passion how old were you, know, you when you man. watched schindler's list <laughs> young yeah young yeah. Wow. Sing, single digits and uh um 
So, but he he was never afraid to show us these things mm-hmm. and to have these conversations with us. He thought we could handle it. And mm-hmm. It was helpful. I mean, I, there's probably so many things that my parents did that I can't remember. That just <laughs> is like the reason, the foundation for it. You know? Right. But I, I don't. I want to be more open. Like I, I always find myself being like, dude, like, stop being afraid. Open right. yourself to this. Open yourself to that. Well, you talk about you know, watching that film and saying you know, you never want to hurt someone that way. Yeah. Is there pressure to be a role model though? You know. Again, it goes back to the Instagram of 13 million followers. You're being followed. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, look. What kind of pressure is that? Uh, there's, there's no amount of pressure that any outside force could put on me that I haven't already put on myself. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Right. So it's like I hold myself. I try to hold myself extremely accountable for, for every decision I make. Mm. And... Um, so having you know 17 million other people doing it too it's kind of like yeah but they don't really (laughs) it doesn't really come close to the accountability that i hold myself to have have you heard from fans since you've talked openly about being sober um yeah I've, i've heard i mean i don't really i don't really interact Mm -hmm. on my socials with fans um i know that people were surprised I know that people were supportive, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I've had I've had a couple of people that I've met been like, "Come on, let's have a drink." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not drinking right now." And I'm, like, I'm sober myself. I've been sober for six years. Wow, so, yeah. six years. Yeah, uh, it'll be six years July seventh. That's fantastic. Man. Yeah, my 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 relationship with sobriety is a little different. I got mm-hmm. clean for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said I'm gonna take a year off. Yeah, and then. I went back to drinking, but I, I left a lot in the past. There's a lot that I don't do anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Stick with Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> Coffee's way better. <laughs> um, but when I work, when I have to work, I, yeah. I, I, I cut out everything. Everything. Yeah, it's clean living. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, sometimes I'll have a cigarette, though, if I'm having a really rough day. It's not illegal. You can't be arrested for nah. driving and under the influence of smoking a cigarette. Smoking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually only like late at night when I need to think about something. I'm like, I'm going to go outside. I do that with cake. Um, yeah, that's great. Cake is good. No, it's not. Now we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, hear what Centineo told me about his still in the works He Man Masters of the Universe movie. Plus, he shows off his rather impressive Batman voice. We'll be right back. I've got one word for you. Tom Cruise. On this new weekly podcast, Meeting Tom Cruise, we're going to talk about Tom Cruise. We're going to talk to people who have met Tom Cruise. Why? Because Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. Is he, though? Shut your mouth. Everyone who has met him has an amazing story to tell. And that's where I met Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. When I hear the bathroom door open, and it's Tom Cruise. Hey, everybody, I'm Jeff Meacham. You might know me as Josh Openhold from TV's Blackish, and I'm here with the goose to my maverick. Hey, I'm Joel Johnstone, and you might know me as Archie and the marvelous Mrs. Mason. And I'm Alec Lev, and you might... No, no one knows you from anything. Listen, we love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. But while we live and work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have, and maybe one of them will lead us to the man himself, so we can have our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Does it really have to just be about Tom Cruise? Shut up! Why are you here? 
Listen to Meeting Tom Cruise on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Noah Centineo. Now let's talk about favorite nations. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I'm just going to call it a log line. Okay. We found a new way to help the world for those who give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. Um, yeah, man. We, we haven't fully launched, um, but from from what I, what I can say is um, I just think that philanthropy for so long has been something that is not cool. Mm-hmm. You know, community service hours is a drag in school as opposed to being something that people look forward to on a mass basis. Like, mm-hmm. you know, most people usually don't like to do those things. Um, and it started off just when I got sober, I was like really upset, really like not happy. And so mm-hmm. I, I tried to figure out why and getting sober was one way. And then I realized that like I was in Joshua Tree and this person was driving a pickup truck and all their furniture like fell out the back of their pickup <laughs> truck. And I was like, oh shit. And like I ran over and like I, I just helped them put all the stuff back. And right. they and then it was like, all right, yeah, bye, dude. And they left. And it was like this, you know, this exchange that like made me super happy. Like I felt really good about mm-hmm. myself. Like and like my ego was like, I'm a good person. <laughs> and and it but the feeling kind of was nice and like I can look back on that moment and I feel fulfilled from that and I get happy and like you you laugh when I tell the story and it's like so maybe helping others it kind of hit me one way I was like what if it's just like helping others is the key here like Mm -hmm. um and it turns out the more that I like tried to help other people the happier I got Mm. the more fulfilling fulfillment I felt fulfilled um and so favorite nations came about because I did a campaign with Omaze, and we raised like $280,000 through a lottery for two different charities, and mm-hmm. 60-something percent of that came from my Instagram. And I went, yo, like, <laughs> this is genius. Why aren't we, like, leaning into social media right. as, a, as a catalyst for good? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we how can we take this model that Omaze has done so incredibly right. and, and work to, to change it so that it's, it's, it's enhanced, if, if any, mm-hmm. if it can be. Um, and I, figured, I found out that like, there was no company I could work with that would raise money and then donate 100% of, those, of that money raised to a charity. Right. Um, and I thought, well, I'll just try to make one then. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's grown into something a lot larger than just campaigning and platform fundraising. We actually got to fly out Savelle and Tatiana from Maryland. They both are incredible, incredible people. And they came out for the premiere of To All the Boys. P.S. I still love you. So it was it was our first campaign. And, and they're both amazing people because they're both actually doing work in their communities as individuals right. and together right. to empower their communities. And it was a random selection. Right. But yeah, no, we and we got to sit down with them and, and and we just talked about them and their life and and Tati actually had like a, a heart condition and mm. um she wants to to create a foundation to raise awareness for it and she has all these aspirations as well and it's just um it's way. incredible, man. Yeah. They both are doing work, you know, in Maryland. Uh, one of them uh, works as a as a teacher and one mm-hmm. of them like helps a community center stay open and run and it's just like did how? you do it like a raffle kind of yeah, thing? yeah it was yeah. random oh wow it was random. so it wasn't like the people who 
gave the most money kind of thing. No, no, and that's actually something that we want to stay away from. Right. This one was was all they had to do was was um, sign up for the lottery and follow our Instagram, and then they were oh, entered into it. Wow. It was just a way to get people to kind of like get interested get and figure involved. out yeah. what this is. But moving forward, like we want ways that if you have more money, you're not going to be able to stack the deck in your favor. Right. Um, because the truth is kids will not eat a meal or two meals for two weeks to save up enough money right. to get into a lottery and then someone who has $10,000 lying Boom, around. Right. Um, so that's a very real issue, and we want to attack that head on. And, um, and it's not just with me. You know, We want to partner with many different celebrities right. and, and, and artists to, to help create a new wave, man. We just want people to give a shit. It's really simple. That's what, that's what the, the log, like I said, the log line says. Yep. For those who give a shit. Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about work. Jackie Chan. Yeah, man. J.C. Chan, his son, is starring in it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a World War II film. Um, and I play, somehow my name got into the list of, the hat, the list of names uh, to consider for this awesome role that actually runs rescue missions to smuggle Jews out of Nazi-occupied Germany. Um, and uh, it was an insane experience, man. Jackie Chan is such a force. Yeah. So kind. Mm. Like everyone that works on set of his films actually comes from his school. And they're all in like this massive academy wow. where they get trained and, and, and to be grips or to 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 be DPs or mm. to be assistants or whatever it is, producers, writers. They, he's just like created this incredible school, which I think is so that's the coolest part about Jackie Chan. And it's a drama. And it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not a it's not a Jackie Chan action. No thing. action. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's little bits of like you know action. It's a war movie. Yeah, but it's yeah. drama. Yeah, it's full blown drama. And where'd you shoot it? China. Wow. Yeah, China and Prague. Wow. Yeah, it, it was um, to be able to travel, to be able to to work with someone like Jackie. I mean, the dude knows what he wants, and he's so good at conveying it. Um, and I've seen I've seen bits of it. It's like it's gorgeous. It's you know just. Being in a, in Prague or being in like an older city, dressed a certain way, like I, wearing glasses, like I look nothing <laughs> like myself and I felt nothing like myself. You kind of just like dive into this world. Mm. Um, it was an amazing experience. It was super fun, and uh, and Jackie, Jackie's the greatest, and JC's super fun. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to forge friendships like that. He man, <laughs> is that happening? You know, man, we see. We'll see about that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be a superhero? Do you want to be that kind of Listen, character? I, I would, I would love to be. Um, I would love to be, man. Those roles are. Those types of roles are are so fun. But I also feel like, I'm really into the kind of shifting and redefining what it is to be a superhero. Mm. You know, I'm I'm really into that. So okay. I feel like, I feel like there's opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. In what way? Well, I think like, you know, the the cliche saying, like some heroes don't wear capes, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really real thing. Like I think back in in the '40s and like in early American age, it was like you got to be super jacked and you have to wear a cape and you have right. to you know have superpowers. And it's like, or like like Chronicle came out mm -hmm. and you had these like antiheroes, mm -hmm. and then Hancock came out with Will Smith and he's yeah. not like, he's just like a normal dude who's got superpowers. <laughs> I just think those, I just think that's, that's really cool. So you don't want to put on uh, leotards and a cape? Listen, man, I put on a leotard. <laughs> Come on, I'll do it. Of course I would do it. Did, did, were you the kid who liked superheroes? 
I, well, funny enough, I really liked Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. And he like is not like some rip dude. He's just some kid, right? You right, know, right. with a mask and, and a cool and could a cool you, belt. You do the Batman voice. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. What? You did it. Uh, was you that did a, it. There's your I'm audition. <laughs> I'll send it to Warner Brothers. Where is she? <laughs> awesome, Noah. This is great. Yeah. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming by. Yeah, of course. And good luck with the movie. And the third one's already wrapped, right? Yeah, yeah. We filmed the third one. And it's, I don't know when it's coming out. But so when are you uh, shooting the fourth one? <laughs> hmm. If Jenny Han <laughs> decides to write a fourth book, sign me up. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was Noah Centineo. He co-stars in the new Netflix rom-com to All the Boys. P.S. I still love you. Thanks for listening to this week's Big Ticket. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. See you all next time. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.